1: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. If you don't know what Eagles Saving Nations are all about, look at my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. We need another great awakening or this nation is going to crumble. It's already trying to be toppled, the republic, by people involved in the one world government. In other words, we're in sheer tyranny, lawlessness, and we've got to rise up and stop the insanity. But even if we put the most God-fearing people into office, unless they come against sins of abomination, like homosexuality, we're going to fall anyway. This nation will collapse. Again, eagle-saving nations, Geared for another great awakening. We need a revival all through the United States. Two guests today with me Dr. E.J. Buckhart. Dr. Buckhart has been with me since 1998. He's uh, over our Bible schools around the world, the dean, as well as uh, in my administration capacity. He's at World Ministries International. And years ago, before 1998, he actually was a captain with Northwest Airlines. So he flew the jumbo jets around the world. So EJ, welcome. Thank you. And Bishop Tobias Nehemiah, he's been with me actually since 1987 <laughs> when I developed Omega Church in Amen. Nairobi, Kenya. It's not that way now, but again, leadership is critical for any success. It was an international church at the time I was there. Also, he's the director of our Bible school right now in Kenya, East Africa. World Ministries International School of Theology, again, Kenya Bible College. So, Pastor Tobias, welcome. Thank you for having me again, thank you. Okay, today I want to talk about, you know, I did a message Saturday. Basically, it covered mercy and grace, love. Father, forgive them for they know not what to do. The ultimate in love, love. So if you did not see that, go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. You can see the message. EJ, you know, mercy, grace, and love, I think, are probably the most important things that a person can exhibit. It is extremely important for us to live by it.
2: Yes, there's no doubt about that. I always think I'm looking up at the book up there and it sees the Lord loves judgment. And uh, I think about The reason He loves it, because He still has mercy and grace to reach us and touch us. And without His mercy and grace, His judgment would fall on us. But even with His judgment falling, by mercy and grace, we can have eternal life.
1: Well, that's very true. I know a a person uh, put something on my blog. They didn't understand the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, the judgment of God. So they didn't understand the Bible. They didn't understand the Old Testament. (laughs) And they, they said, you know, thank God I'm under grace. Well, grace was all through the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. What do you think? David would have been executed for adultery and premeditated murder, as well as so many other heroes of the Bible. If we didn't have grace, we would be killed immediately for our sins. We're under grace. But the person didn't understand grace they didn't understand the bible pastor Tobias
3: yes you know grace is something we don't deserve It is God's love that we don't deserve if it were not for the grace of God we wouldn't be here today because we have a lot of uh, unbecoming uh, we are unbecoming seeing things that are we are not right in our lives but by the grace of God God has forgiven us and and loved us and embraced us the way we are
1: well, I'll tell you what, I wasn't going to touch on this subject, but I think I will. Uh, tattoos. I know on the blog I put that uh, God hates sins, God hates tattoos. And uh, I said, people today don't seem to understand uh, sin. They don't understand grace. And and a lady shot back, and now most people, it was very positive, and, and, uh, this, but a lady shot back at me. Well, I, I've got a... Uh, a tattoo on my body uh, of uh, the cross. And uh, I'm proud of it. She didn't seem to understand anything that I was saying. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have a tattoos of Jesus' face or your husband or brother. The reality is <laughs> Amen. God is not pleased with tattoos. It's what the heathen do. And and yeah, the grace is there. She said, we live under grace. Thank goodness. You're right or you'd be killed. <laughs> but I mean... Uh, It doesn't matter if it's tattoos or homosexuality or abortion or lying. It's sin. But for the grace of God, each and every day, there wouldn't be nobody alive because we sin in one way or another. Whether it's just losing our temper, whether it's being impatient with people. We sin. But that doesn't mean because we're under grace that God likes our sin, appreciates our sin. It doesn't mean he wants us to continue in sin. And so she didn't seem to understand that, that God didn't want us to have tattoos in the Old Testament. He doesn't want us to have tattoos in the New Testament. It's the Bible. Because that's what the pagans do. And we could go into tattoos in depth, which I've written on. Right. And even the danger it does to your body with the ink in the skin and everything else. Pastor Tobias?
3: Yes. You know, Paul talks about, can we continue in sin so that the grace may abound? He said, No. We cannot continue to sin so that the grace may abound. So when we sin deliberately thinking the grace will abound, we are hurting ourselves. We'll be judged for that.
1: I believe that. And she says, I'm a devoted Christian. And I thought, devoted but ignorant. (laughs) I wrote back a couple blogs. You can be devoted but ignorant. You can be devoted but deliberately in sin. And, uh, yeah, she's devoted but she's devotedly stupid. E.J.?
2: Well, you know, I was thinking earlier when you talked about the Old Testament, the New Testament, the division of uh, people because they think grace is not in the, in the Old Testament, only in the New. I remember my son, after he gave his life to the Lord, he came out to me and he says, E.J., there's one, one page in the Bible that's not inspired by God. And I kind of looked at him and said, what do you mean? He says, that's the one that says New Testament, Old Testament. He says, it's one testament. And he went and tore that page out of his Bible because the Bible is one. God is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow. He's not changing.
1: Well, that's so, so true. You know, I'm reading an article. Actually, I wrote this October 2011. Now, you can go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. You could read my pastoral articles all the way back into the 1990s. I send out two articles a month absolutely free. Now, if you don't get my articles free, we send them by email. We do send some hard copy. Telephone 360-629-5248. Or you can sign up right off my website, worldministries.org. But this is mercy, grace, and love. The consequences of sin in the life of King David. I just read one paragraph. All through the life of King David, God's character of mercy and grace with unconditional love is exhibited. The scriptures record the undisputable evidence that a person sows what he does, he will reap, whether it's blessing or the consequences of sin. God continually shows mercy and grace with unconditional love. But the choice to receive that provision is up to man. Man can choose to continue in sin, but God's actions are perfect just as automatic. His law of sowing and reaping and the consequences of sin follow. David committed the premeditated murder of Bathsheba, husband, to cover his sin of adultery. According to the letter of the law, King David should have been executed. But God loved King David's heart because he was quick to repent and take responsibility for his actions. This was the only factor that saved King David. He did not try to place the blame on others, as King Saul always did, but owned up to his mistakes, sins, and guilt. The key to God's mercy, grace, and unconditional love is anyone's life, is to take the blame for your own mistakes and sins take the blame that shows that you really repented don't push it on somebody else Amen. repent and God will always forgive unlike God people might not always extend you mercy, grace and unconditional love see that's the shame you say well people hurt me yeah but that's not God God did not hurt you so don't stay away from church Pastor Tobias. you heard what I read what do you think?
3: Yeah, God is, again, a sin. So we cannot sin by the fact that there is grace. We will be judged by it. It doesn't matter where we are, what we do. As long as it is sin, God causes sin, and he will judge us for it. You're right.
1: I spoke again Saturday. Father, forgive them. If you did not hear the message, please go to my website, worldministries.org. I'm going to just read you one Statement that I spoke Says God showed David mercy In the Old Testament When he should have been killed For adultery And premeditated murder Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Lied Cain was the first murderer Yet he wasn't killed For his crime Rahab was a prostitute And later the wife of Solomon She was a great-great Grandmother of King David And an ancestor of Jesus Christ Samson committed fornication The list goes on and on. There are cities of refuge in the Old Testament. Once again, grace, mercy, and forgiveness are all through the Old Testament. And we could give pages and pages of examples of
2: this. Dr. Buckhart? You know, I was just thinking about this. You know, know, sin, there's a price to pay for sin. And I think some people overlook this because I remember the story of a young man who murdered a daughter brutally. And he went to prison and, and had the death sentence. But he became a Christian while he was in the jail. And the parents ended up forgiving him and loving him. He asked for forgiveness. But uh, when he went to have the death chamber, they tried, the parents tried to save his life. And he looked at him, he says, listen, I committed a sin that was horrible, There is a price to pay For sin in this life Yes I'll be in heaven With the Lord But there's a price to pay And some people don't think About the price you have to pay In this life For your sins In other words You stay Wait a second I don't want to sin Because I don't want to pay That price in this life Not just thinking about The future life
1: Well the law was made For the lawless Again this is where If you leave it up To the lawless The courts Um, That's why David said I want to be judged by God Amen Amen Now, the reality is if the courts uh, could act like a proper pastor should act, if he understood the law, the law was made for the lawless. If a person won't repent, you turn them over to the law of the land. Now, they could have forgiven this of the death penalty like God forgave king david but again they weren't under god the people that judged him in that penal institution were not under god and so uh, even though the parents of the victim wanted to forgive him yet they executed him so uh you cannot depend on mercy and grace from from especially people that aren't under god they don't know god they don't know the love of god and again, that's why King Amen. David said, hey, let God judge me. <laughs> I don't dare let other people judge me. Yes. Because if they let people judge, he knew the law said execution. Yes. Pastor Tobias?
3: Yes. You know, you. the law is the law. You can be ignorant of the law, but does that not mean the law does not exist? So we'll be judged by the law. And so even when you look at King David, when he sinned against against God by counting the people, God forgave him. But there was a consequence for that. Yes, That sin. He that, had
1: to pay for it. God, yes, question. he did. And uh, fortunately, it wasn't as bad as what man would have done. I know when I was in law enforcement, um, many times if it was a crime against a person, if the person wanted to forgive him because the, the, the criminal repented, then I allowed it if he would come under church authority for uh, probation. But if if the person did not repent, truly repent, I put him in prison. There, you know. And but again, the people, if they wanted to forgive him, if he really repented, then I made him come under church authority for probation. I tried to act like God would, Jesus would, the Bible. Amen. But if not, the law was made for the lawless. I put you in prison. And so uh, I believe that, uh, you know, like I started off, mercy and grace and love is all through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament, but don't expect it on earth. Sometimes you might get it if you come under a righteous man or woman, but, uh, and you've really repented, but let me tell you, God exhibits mercy, grace, and love. You can always go to God. And I'll tell you what, as Christians, we should exhibit mercy, grace, and love. Bishop? Amen.
3: Yes, we can always exhibit that because we've been forgiven, we also forgive. We cannot uh, hold on to unforgiveness because we've been hurt. We also have to extend the forgiveness to others because God forgave us even when we were still sinners.
1: You know, my definition of grace is, quote, time-given. When the spirit is in the body to judge yourself according to the scriptures, when the spirit leaves the body, grace is over. And now God, Jesus judges you according to the word of God. We are under grace. We are under grace. We're supposed to judge ourselves. Jesus is not going to judge us right now. Now, that doesn't mean uh, the laws of if blessing and cursing doesn't kick in. They do. But the point is, Jesus is not going to kill us right now for our sins. He's not going to execute us. He's not going to separate us to hell. But when the spirit leaves our body, then we fall right back to the word of God that now will judge us and separate us. Why? Because God, I believe, sees that we have had a lifetime to repent. If we don't repent, it wouldn't matter if we lived another two billion years, we wouldn't repent. Mm. And so... We need to repent right now, time given in the body. I
2: believe that's really the definition of grace. Uh, Dr. Buckard. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100% because, uh, you know, grace can only be extended while we're alive. And once we die, uh, the grace— It's over. Is, it's, it's judgment. Over. It's done. And uh, that's a hard thing for some people to comprehend that, well, oh, I'll just wait until the end, and then I'll make my conversion. Well, you don't know— whether or not you'll have that chance. I mean, your life can be snuffed out immediately. Uh, I mean, I had a sister I was talking to in the telephone, and uh, I hung up the telephone. I found out within, as she got up from that chair, the doctor said she died of a major heart attack. I mean, that's quick. I mean, she was the joyous I've ever heard her speak. Bam, just like that. We don't know. So we got to accept the mercy and grace now. Well, very good point. You know, I preached another sermon once to,
1: Bishop Tobias, yeah, he's also a bishop, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching on uh, our warning programs, podcasts, social media, Rumble, Roku, YouTube, welcome. Uh, or if you're listening to it on our radio programs, welcome. But again, if you've just tuned in, I have Dr. Buckhart, uh, and I have Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. And they're my guests today. Now, Bishop, he's the bishop because he's also... Uh, over Pentecostal holiness on their board. And so um, I've got God uses imperfect people. That's a sermon. Now, we're not going to go over the sermon right now, but I said Adam, the first man to pass the blame to his wife and disobey Genesis 3.12. Eve listened to and obeyed the serpent, ate the forbidden fruit, disobeying God. Genesis 3.6. Cain, the first murderer. Genesis 4.8. Noah got drunk. Genesis 9, 20 through 21. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lied. Now, Moses and King David murdered. King David also committed adultery. Rahab was a prostitute. Sarah, a gorgeous woman. And uh, yet, not perfect. Lot had serious problems with choosing the wrong friends. Job, Job suffered from a nagging, faithless wife. Rebecca was rather manipulated wife. Peter, James, and John were fishermen, uneducated. Matthew was a hated tax collector. Rachel was a nomadic
3: kleptomaniac. I could go on and on. What do you think, Bishop? Yes, you know, (laughs) the scripture says that the secret things belong to the Lord. The way God does things you cannot understand sometimes. Or, see, like the fishermen, the Bible says God used it, but when they realized that they had been with Jesus, They had picked a lot of things from Jesus. So the way God works, we can never understand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but the the, the point is I could go, I could have went on and on. You know, Reuben was a pervert who slept with his father's concubine. I mean, Aaron betrayed Moses and God compromising from peer pressure made an idol. Miriam had sibling jealousy. Samson had lust. (laughs) Now why and I I could go on and on. I'm just trying to make a point. God uses imperfect people which we all are. Mm. We're all imperfect. Yes. Do we
2: have to admit that?
1: No, but I will <laughs> I will admit it for Dr. Buckard if he doesn't. We are all imperfect. I'm not saying we've committed all the sins. Uh. But everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Bishop.
3: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many things that you look at the Bible. Sometimes you wonder why did God use this person, but God is God; He uses them because He's just to use them. And we sometimes we may not question that. And there are so many people that were used by God that had that were, their lives were really not very perfect.
1: No, and so the point is, ladies and gentlemen, you might be out there. You might feel hopeless. You might feel worthless. You might feel depressed. God can use you. God wants to use you. Do not give up hope. God uses imperfect people. All of these people and much more in the Bible, many of them had done horrible crimes, Mm -hmm. even killed. God used them. They had a future. And I believe, uh, Bishop Tobias, people are out there and they need to know they have a future still and don't give up.
3: Yes, yes. Don't ever give up because God loves you the way you are. Just come to him the way you are, regardless of your weakness. If you say, God, here I am, just surrender to him, and God will use you just the way you are. Amen. Or you can turn that that situation around you.
1: Acts 20.32 says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those are sanctified. Dr. Buckhart?
2: You know, I was thinking there that the Lord is kind of has a sense of humor in one sense of the way, but also at the same time he's very serious with us. But it's just that I guess look back at my life And if I were to expose it To a lot of people uh, I I would fall into One of those guys in the Bible Yes You know And I didn't think I was doing anything wrong At the time I mean I didn't kill anybody But you know You still don't do that But the love in God And finally says Okay Time's up You got work to do Let's get on with your life
1: And ladies and gentlemen I've had many people On this program Guilty of outright murder Including mafia people, including a hitman for Yasser Arafat, a sniper who killed 300 Christians and Jews. I've had many people on this program, some that were supposed to be in prison for hundreds of years and God brought yeah. them out. All of these people now are evangelists sharing the love of God. Yep. And especially they go into prisons to share the love of God because mm-hmm. they want people to know
3: don't give up. Bishop. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Once God, once God forgives you, he forgives you, He doesn't remember the sin sin that you've done. Says, so "As far as the east is from the west, so God forgives us."
1: First Peter four eight, and above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Ladies and gentlemen, you must forgive. I'm teaching my little boy every day we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and glory forever. Amen. Amen. You know my boy, Bishop M.J. Morning and night I say that prayer Morning and night with him Amen I say that prayer Amen I want him to understand The love of God To rely on God And to forgive Like God forgives Amen Doctor
2: Yeah you know It's the enemy People have to understand It's the enemy That doesn't want you to ask for forgiveness. He's the one that tries to get you to commit suicide. Not the Lord. Lord's out there. Merciful grace and love and forgiveness. But that enemy is the one we got to be careful for. He will try to destroy you.
1: Worldministries.org Worldministries.org 360-629-5248 We'll send you Christian literature. Also, give what you can so we can stay on your local programs, stations, channels. Again, just act Go on into your life right now. Jesus, Amen. say, Father, God, forgive me. He'll come in right now. And you're a child of God. God bless you. And now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott.
4: Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount.
5: So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us. Because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, Together, we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.